You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Jasmine Lopez. Jasmine, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for you for inviting me. I'm very excited to have this interview with you. I'm looking forward to talking as well. Let's, let's talk about your show, The Great Dane, that um, just came down in October 16th at Transmitter. Um, can you tell me a little bit about this show? Because it's, it's all um, based around uh, a surrealist film, right, on Shin and Lou, a, a very interesting kind of prospect, but a very focused idea, right, in The Great Dane? Yeah, exactly. So what I wanted to do is somehow, like, since a long time, I wanted to kind of work with that film or in general with, with Buñuel's film, uh, kind of trying to reenact whatever or one of the things I think he was doing that is extracting from dreams, uh, kind of bypassing the consciousness through the, the idea of the camera or through the... the the possibilities that cinema has. And in a way, I was thinking, okay, right now, maybe through installation, I can try to extract, instead of extracting from my own dreams, extracting from his films as if it were a dream. So I decided to extract elements from that particular scene where the main female character is in her room, and all of a sudden she turns around and there is two grand baby pianos with two dead donkeys on top of it. So I took the element of the pianos and isolated them in a kind of a dreamy blue carpet with like 360 degrees um, blue curtains also. And in replacement of the dead donkey, what I wanted to bring is kind of liveness again uh, through animals. So I invited uh, great Danes to come into into the show to stay for the period of like the the gallery was open, so that was kind of the move. And and so let's talk about exactly, you know, what you were showing there because yeah, Bunuel is such a fascinating filmmaker, and you know you're talking about the unconscious and dreams and. They're, they're kind of wonderful, rich topics that we often don't see explored that much now, right? I, I feel like I see a lot of art. I don't often see dreams or the unconscious. And this is a direct link to surrealism, right? I mean, isn't, isn't it also a kind of your, your framing of, of, of surrealism with, like you're saying, the, the gallery floor and walls being, being symbolic, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So that blue was kind of, uh, yeah, like a, like a kind of a mental space. Uh, also very theatrical, but I think Buñuel like, works a lot with this idea of artificiality within the supposedly natural or realistic aim or field that is cinema, uh, especially at that moment, that like we tend to believe that what we see in the moving image is kind of, it has like an indexic, relation to reality that I found, I don't know, interesting to try to corrupt and create a kind of like an impossible space or like more dreamy space. Um, so what you see when you get into the exhibition is basically like a very like deep blue um, carpet and then every single wall was covered from the ceiling to the floor with this very theatrical and artificial curtains 
and then there were the two baby grand pianos and two dogs each time. So you get into the gallery and these two big mammals are walking around, um, in, like in between and around the pianos and around, around the audience. And, 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 and these are the, the great Danes, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So Great Danes also have a kind of, I mean, I mentioned that because they have a sort of, uh, their size is almost like surreal. They seem uh, yeah. to be almost too large to be dogs, right? Almost like totally. there's something about, so there's something going on with scale in all of this, right? Yeah, that's that's a great point, and it's uh, I'm happy that you highlight that because I was thinking, okay, what's the biggest mammal that I can work with without, like, you know, like kind of crossing limits of, so that is still domestic, you know, that it, I didn't want to push any animal that is not used to be in a carpet to be in a carpet kind of. They love it actually. I was I was very happy. Mm-hmm. But this out of scale feeling and kind of like defunctionalization of the pianos uh, and the dogs, like there also was like very I don't know, more like a surrealistic image. In this case I think it would be like a surrealistic feeling because you don't know like whether this is a gallery, whether the dogs are like just visiting the show or not, only people who really read the text before could relate to that. So there was kind of confusion, but I think it happened in the show that was very, very interesting in relation to what, what it would mean to realism nowadays that it had been absorbed even for like advertising and, you know, like this type of creation of a collage of two images that don't belong to each other. So... It was like I was also like not knowing exactly what what is gonna happen with that, but definitely the out of scale was was something, and I think it's very interesting that you point out this. Well, the out of scale and right with the dogs and and all the elements that are making this so immersive, right? People are coming into this space and aren't exactly sure what's happening. I mean, that that I think relates to a little bit of what you were saying of sort of. Like, can you surprise an audience or engage an audience in a different way? And and this is a kind of peculiar sort of engagement. I mean, I'd love to hear about what people did experience there, like uh, hesitation or, you know, because it's not a familiar, comfortable environment. Yeah. It's something totally. that, um, yeah, potentially, yeah, uh, subconscious yeah. of the person watching it, which would make it even... <laughs> Even stranger, yeah. Did you get much feedback, or did people talk about that? I wonder. What they, yeah, like, what? like, like some some feedback was like, like I talked to them, and and so and other feedback. I mean, not feedback, but something that I observe a lot that also relate to um, the discreet enchant of the bourgeoisie. Like the also another film by Buñuel, where like this kind of bourgeois people are trying to to have dinner, and every time they are about to eat, something happens. And, I, and it reminds me so much of one of the scenes that like all of a sudden they finally seems that they are going to eat and then like a huge curtain, theatrical curtain uh, pulls up and they, they happen to be in a theater play and all of a sudden there is an audience exploding them. So I think what, like one of the things that I observe having in the spectator is like they, they realize they were in a stage so instead of being there in order to look, they were like suddenly part of a scene that was already happening. So like they become 
subjects or like objects, if you want, from the from the misunderstanding in that regard, and that put a put people in a very like weird and and hesitating type of feeling because there is no, I mean, they all of a the sudden they are in a stage in a way, and some people reacted like, for instance, people who knew how to play the piano, like like playing the piano, so like there was this kind of yeah, kind of little concert that happened through through the duration of the exhibition that were was very very interesting. Well, and, and that's uh, almost like people, relational aesthetics. Yeah, keep, keep going with people thinking, oh, I can touch, I can play with these things. A yeah, bit, right. Totally. They, bec- they 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 like the the pianos become props and like the the kind of right. yeah. People were like wondering if the pianos were real. That is a very weird question to ask because, like, like if you look at the piano, it's a real piano. But like, very weird questions arises because of the, of the setting and the impossibility to know where exactly what they have to to see, where the glance is supposed to go uh, when it is like a very immersive kind of installation. So I think that that. In general, that was the reaction, and that was very interesting for me. Yeah, and 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 but also the dogs. People have to interact with the dogs, right? How did uh, yeah. I, that would scare me? I think initially. I think initially it was very scary, but like the gallery um, director, they asked me to be there while the dogs were there because, like, I don't know, like to be sure that everything is fine. But something that I learned that I didn't know, I wasn't, of course, an expert of Great Danes, but because they are very big, they are very calm. It sounds contraintuitive, but it's actually the fact. So I I was outside uh, the gallery room explaining a little bit to the people saying that there is going to be a dog and it's part of the show. Sometimes I was kind of clarifying that, sometimes not, but just saying that there is dogs. so the people who were really afraid, they didn't come in, but like immediately they understood that the dogs are like were very, very extremely friendly and calm and soft. And so there was a kind of therapeutical side also, like in being there with the dogs, touching the dogs. And because when you get into the exhibition, like into the installation, the dogs immediately come to you in order to say hi, in order to see what's going on. So like the interaction was kind of mandatory <laughs> well it lowers self-consciousness right because though you're on a stage the dogs also i'd imagine make you feel less self-conscious because you're you're just in the moment of petting the dog or making sure the dog's you know not biting you or yeah. something but you're connecting with the dog right you're not thinking as yeah. self-consciously um and then did people stay yeah. and interact with other things or just look around because that really is a kind of a not quite a meditative, but almost a cinematic experience as people walk through it, right? Yeah, I think it was very cinematic. I had a lot of comments that people, like, it reminds them on, on like, David Lynch films, and, and I understand, like, the blue, the velvet, the, the, the surrealistic kind of, more contemporary kind of vibe. Um, and they... Like people they stay, like they sit on the on the carpet or they sit on the on the benches of the pianos. I think at one point after like like kind of like walking around, they realized there is not a particular point of view, so they have to kind of hang out there. And yeah, I think it worked in that in that regard. Like people accepted to just wander around and 
maybe touch a little bit the pianos, look at the dogs, become yeah, objects of the scenes or subjects of the scenes if you want. And of course the the social media and the and the and the photographing. Like it was very I think photogenic this scenario. Um, oh right, I so didn't they, even think of that. But, 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 but right, so the selfies within there um, yeah. were, were asked for almost. In other words, right? You, yeah, you, everybody wants to do yeah. that. Exactly. I think there was in a point it was a setting also for like like a point for selfie or the point of oh, like creating a photograph, like a scenario, like pre-organized scenario in order to take a photo of something like unknown or like you don't even know what is this about like the people who didn't read the text so and they wanted to give back a glance i have the feeling like to create an image because there is not a single image of when it, when there is an installation yeah that's so curious because it is an environment it is a little bit of um um they're going to of course an installation a show but it's it's another world in a sense right that you can't really translate with a with a selfie, but but we try. But in, in a sense, it's uh, exactly it, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm wonder, very interested. How does that? Yeah. Uh, no, no, go on. Yeah, go on. You. No, and this concept that you just said about translation, like I think it is very key moment in contemporary art or contemporary culture about what is what is tr- to translate, not just in between languages, but like to to mediate. So it felt. I have the feeling that for the audience it felt like an unmediated type of experience because there is not even a result after consciousness meets unconsciousness. It was just throw there um, like as a collage in a way. An experience well, and that engages maybe the, the, the unconscious a, a bit more, right? I mean, we're talking about like dreams and, and right, type imagery. Yeah, okay. So is, is that how you think you get more access to the unconscious because that's a weird thing to interact with also right we 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 were visual we're emotional and and, and, and and physical and all this but we're also visual so to get to the unconscious which even the great danes walking yeah. around sort of does right away right it's like what's going on here um yeah what you're saying also seems like a path to that yeah like coming back to this idea of translation i think when like like the only way yeah. to access the unconscious is through some kind of translation into consciousness, right? So that that right. is already very weird because it was like the image was just there, like the dogs and the blue and the pianos was very, very dreamy, but there was kind of not translation. So I think the spectator had to translate it, and that's why it creates so much, not so much, but some kind of anxiousness. And I think taking a photograph is a way of like, Okay, I'm gonna translate that. I'm gonna crystallize what I'm what I have in front because I'm not able to completely understand. And I think, in a way, it's how psychoanalysis work or like how we deal with dreams in that in that regard. Like I'm not able to completely fully understand this image that it's that I myself am creating, um, and it's supposedly to be full of meanings that it will heal me to understand, but I, but I feel I'm not able to, to understand. I don't know. Maybe right. I'm no, 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 no. That is true. That is no. no that's very interesting because that is clear. It's kind of like the question of why do we have a dream, 
remember reading this recently, yeah. that's a symbol about, let's say, continuing something as opposed to having a dream where someone just says, continue that thing. Why do we have to see it in like a exactly. symbol that's hard to understand, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah. and, yeah, there was this one writer was saying, because it's, a, I think somehow, yeah, it's a different language, like you're saying. It's a translation that is somehow needed because it can't just be put in words yeah. or something. It's so in this case, know. I think it was so wrong. Uh, so there was no like let the translation fail or something like that. Like the matrix fail and it throw out this weird image of the dogs with the with the with the grand pianos and it doesn't really make sense or they don't really connect. Only through history of cinema. So yeah, I don't know. It was very fun. I have to say also like to learn a lot about dogs and the owners. They are telling me like long stories about like the dogs and and also they sublimate a lot into the dogs because someone who has great Dane in New York it's 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 a it's a huge decision. Um, right, so right. It's a very lot of, like <laughs> yeah. what people sort of freaking out. I mean, what was the reaction to that? Because that is very unusual. That that's to me what is no, one of the more unusual I, I think elements. I was expecting. Back very like, like the, in relation to the owners, I was really expecting like very like high class bourgeois people who own a great den in a city like this. But it wasn't. It's just like people who love dogs and they they want a big dog as they, in the same way that people want a big car. I don't know. I felt like some kind of like. They want it all, and it's like the biggest dog that you can get. It's not like a, like a random dog. So I think it was some kind of psychoanalytic um, projection or sublimation there also. Like, um, I don't know. It's, it's like having extremely tiny dogs or, or like very big dogs. There is some kind of extra compensation or like something like that that I found it very, very interesting. And, and the owners couldn't stop talking about their their dogs also. Um, and that that was part of the exhibition somehow. Or, or that was part of my experience in relation to the exhibition because I was spending these five hours each day with them. And I am not a dog. Um, I don't have a dog. It's just like this project that led me to work this time with dogs but so I was sometimes pretending that I wasn't very interested in what they were saying about dogs and sometimes truly being really interested in uh, how that's how so interesting so, so the conversation was the, well, right so the conversation ended up being about dogs you're talking I mean unexpectedly about dogs a lot throughout this exhibit then that's what you're saying yeah yeah yeah, that does sound like something's being sublimated there. So interesting. That's so interesting. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's, um, I don't know, so ripe for reading into or something. But, Jasmine, it's great talking to you. I want to ask you one more question before we go, which is a little off topic. What are you reading at the moment? Right now I'm, really, I'm reading a book by Alan Badiou that is called In Praise of Love, which is very emotional and um yeah and beautiful like i found out that it's um it's like remember that book but like the the book that he writes about the, the death of his mother and alan Badiou is also a theorist so it's like these two theories 
like talking about one about love and the other one about death. And I found it fascinating. It has a very interesting idea. Jasmine, I want to thank you so much for talking with me and thank you for um, producing the show, The Great Day, The Transmitter. Uh, there's links to it here for people who want to know more. But Jasmine, I just want to thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.